You know, I just worked out on our schedule this week that we were able to talk with Sarah Baker Hansen, Omaha food critic. You hear on her show every other week. The Thursday before the Super Bowl, and we think of all kinds like a smorgasbord of food on Sunday as we welcome in Sarah Baker Hansen. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good. And we've got so we got some reviews that I want to get to as well, because one place I've been to another place that I haven't yet, but I'm also curious. But I, I'm assuming just like when it comes to the holidays, anytime you're a food critic, I'm sure a lot of people, when you look at holidays or even something like this with the Super Bowl on Sunday, people want to know like, OK, what what are you going to be indulging yourself in when it comes to a day that is not only the football celebrated, but every type of food we can think of is celebrated as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Secondary food holiday is Thanksgiving, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's uh, about right. Yeah, I, don't, I really like making Super Bowl Sunday snacks, um, and I do it almost every year, various stuff. Uh, let's see. Queso is one of my favorites mm-hmm. to make, but I don't just, like, warm up the queso. actually, like, make the queso from real cheese oh. versus, like, a jar. Okay. Which if you have a crock pot or if you have like a, you know, a little hot plate, you can like keep it warm. Mm-hmm. It's always a big hit. Um, I've done, I've done buffalo wings before. Um, I have made homemade pizza. Um, it depends on how many people are going to be around. Uh, I don't think we're going to a Super Bowl gathering, at least that I know of so far. So the menu is to be determined, but I, I will definitely be making some snacks. You can count on that. All right. Uh, I do want to get to uh, two of the most recent reviews since the last time we talked to you. And I, I want to start in downtown. And, and of course, you're very familiar with the area. You're a resident down there. And yep. Tupelo Honey, we heard a lot about uh, for, for months. They, they opened and... Uh, getting a little bit of an idea of what to enjoy. Now, for me personally, especially with Fat Tuesday coming up, I'm a big uh, Herb Saint fan. Uh, Mouth of the South, I I really like as well. So anytime you're going to throw sort of a a Southern type style restaurant, I'm going to be interested. I'll admit I haven't gotten there yet. So what was was your overall takeaway from Tupelo Honey? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Herb Saint. I was there last night. (laughs) Love Herb Saint. Very good Uh, stuff. Yeah, it's great. You know, it was. I, I have to say, one of the things that really struck me about Tupelo Honey, I think, was just merely its location. You mm-hmm. know, that area. If you haven't been downtown in a while um, or or recently, um, the the area south of Tenth. I'm sorry, east of Tenth Street has been kind of east of the old market is starting to be redeveloped into commercial space, and so. I think to, I know the the sister name the sister restaurant in the same development is now open, but Tupelo Honey was kind of the first restaurant to open, and it's actually located on Eighth mm-hmm. Street. Uh, so I thought that was really cool to kind of you know instead of turning right like I always do when I'm walking down Tenth Street to actually turn left <laughs> <laughs> and to be eating in a spot that I had never eaten before. And and to that end, they have a huge outdoor patio, which I think. Uh, once the weather warms up, um, it's going to be super popular. But yeah, I think, you know, some of the things I expected to really be into at Tupelo Honey were not the things I ended up being into. So okay. they have a, they have a, a sort of a really nice smoky kind of roasted pork um, dish that definitely I think was the highlight um, of the visit. I think another highlight is uh, their homemade biscuit, which appears on the, I think either the small plates or the appetizer menu, but comes with 
you know, warm butter and homemade jam. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, really kind of flaky, delicious on the inside. Um, you know, I mean, biscuits are kind of one of my favorite. I would say they're in my, you know, top baked goods. Mm-hmm. And this one was really well executed. I, I didn't like the fried chicken as much, which was I was kind of surprised by. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, to, to every, you know, there's a lot of different versions of fried chicken out there. There's includes what they call honey dust, uh, which I didn't really yeah, what know is what that? that was. <laughs> Never heard of it yeah. before. It's basically, you know, it's kind of a sweet, uh, sweet powder that they put, um, kind of, they sprinkle over the crispy outside of the kitchen, the kitchen, <laughs> the chicken. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't necessarily to my personal taste. Um, I know they're kind of known for it though. They mm-hmm. are, they are a, a national chain, so they have locations all over the country. As far as, and you mentioned the patio, and I think of a patio, I think of a good meal, but also a good uh, cocktail as well. Mm -hmm. Did they have a a pretty extensive list when it came to cocktail options? Yeah, the first time we went, um, it was December, and so I did enjoy a cocktail. And then the second time we went, I was actually doing, well, I'm not going to be dishonest with your listeners. I was doing damp January. (laughs) (laughs) So, I wasn't doing fully dry January, but I was allowing myself cocktails, you know, on a, to a minimum on like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I don't believe I've ever so heard they, anybody refer to it as damp January. That's that's like that's a good little <laughs> out right there. I like that. That's good. So I I actually they had several cocktails that were on a special dry January menu. So okay. um, you know, if if you were doing dry January, even if you you know don't don't drink alcohol or for whatever reason. Um, I, I will say that I had one of the best, um, non-alcoholic cocktails that I think I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I've done dry January fully and, you know, damp January several years now, mm-hmm. um, in, in January. And, um, it was just a really, really good, um, version of a bee's knees, which is a, a classic cocktail, but done theirs was done of course with no alcohol. And I liked it so much that I went home. And I ordered and now have ordered several more bottles of the N.A. spirit um, that was used as the base spirit in that cocktail. And the bartender actually came out and talked to me about it a little bit, just, you know, asked me what I thought. I think I was the first person to have ordered that cocktail yeah. um, during January. So, yeah, I, I thought that was really nice. And I like their cocktail program a lot. We liked a lot of the drinks we got. Um, you know, as you might expect, they have a lot of nice kind of whiskey uh, bourbon type cocktails that I think fit in really well with the uh, with the richness of their food. Now I I mentioned some of the other places that you can obviously enjoy Southern cooking. Uh, how does how does Tupelo honey sort of compare to like an Acadian to a mouth of the South to a, an herb saint in your opinion? You know I think I think what Tupelo honey is going for is a little bit more of a higher kind of a higher end experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, I feel like some of the dishes were similar, um, but just kind of with their own twist. Whereas I feel in, you know, in my past experiences at Acadian and, uh, Mouth of the South, uh, it was more classic, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And I, and I feel like they're kind of more, I would say they're more comparable to Herb Saint where the dishes are, I would say Southern inspired, but not Southern classic so much. Like, like, for example, you know, their grits have, like, um, their shrimp and grits in the grits is, um, like, goat cheese. So that's oh. definitely not, not a traditional choice. It's sort of a twist on a tradition. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of, I would say it's more in line with Herb Saint based on what I ate at Herb Saint last night. <laughs> 
the other one, and I, it, this was actually first recommended by by Gary, um, and then we had to kind of take a look at this place too, and that is Salted Edge. If you're out in the, the West yeah. Omaha Waterloo area, this is a very not only a very nice restaurant, very upscale feel, but talk about a lot of options and kind of unique options too. What, what, what did what did you take away from uh, Salted Edge? You know, Salted Edge, I think, is the one that we've talked about it a couple of times that people have asked me so many times uh, if I've been to Salted Edge. When was I going to Salted Edge? Had I tried the bread plate at Salted Edge? Right, yeah. And so, I, you know, I think I told you I hadn't done any real research or looked it up, but, um, I mean, the bread plate at Salted Edge is, I can see why so many people are talking about it. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's very unusual. Um, in terms of what, not that it's just a bread plate. I mean, you can get a bread plate anywhere, but when I interviewed the chef, we talked a little bit about how this was a thing he had served before at some of his previous restaurants and it had been popular, but it had not been as popular as it is in Omaha. Um, and I, you know, I can see why there, there's a biscuit on there. There's a popover on there, which is a really kind of cool, creamy centered, um, English, uh, sort of bread product. And, you know, there's other types of bread on there as well. And each bread is paired with its own complementary compound butter. Mm-hmm. So you're getting this sort of, it feels very, it just feels very well executed and well done. And I feel like that was, um, you know, one of the main, one of the main things I took away from all of the dishes mm-hmm. is that they were just really thought, well thought out, um, well conceived. And, and the space is really nice too. I mean, it's, it's very, like you said, very high-end. And I think it really goes to what we've talked about lately, that there's more of these types of restaurants opening in, you know, West Omaha. And, and this is far West Omaha. It took me a solid 40 minutes to get out there. <laughs> You're basically in Lincoln. I mean, come on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw that you had posted the picture of this. This was one of the things that I found so unique yet amazing was the crispy shrimp deviled eggs. Yeah. Did, 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 you, did you dig those? I did, and I thought those were a really cool, you know, um, study, I guess, in texture. Yeah. Uh, You know, you've got the creaminess, and then you've got the spiciness, and then you've got this, like, hot shrimp that's got a lot of crunch to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I felt like so many of the dishes that we tried um, were like that, sort of like, you know, two things that you have had separately before that maybe you never thought to put together on your own. And, and I really like that. I like the bread with the compound butters. And, and I think at a more basic level, everything we tried, you know, fish, protein, I had a steak, uh, you know, we had those deviled eggs, we had several seafood items, everything was really cooked very well. And so, you know, sometimes I think there's restaurants that can have signature dishes or twists on items that are fun, but they don't always nail the basics yeah. uh and and salted edge is is firing on all cylinders sarah i know you got to get on a call i don't want to keep you much longer but can you give us an idea of uh where you might be where we might be seeing the next review when we might be seeing the next review at sarahbakerhanson.com yeah we we took a little unintentional break but the next review is coming on thursday this next thursday a week from today um i'm excited to talk to you about it uh i, I can't really reveal too much but mm-hmm. Um, it's a place that wasn't really, was a little bit on my radar, but not really. Um, I'm excited to visit it. And then coming after that, uh, I have an, another uh, restaurant that's kind of in my neighborhood that 
um, but I'm really excited to write about that. It's a lot of fun. So I have some good uh, reviews coming, and also we're right around the corner from March Madness. Yeah. We are going to be doing our food bracket again. We're already working on it, so I'm very excited to reveal uh, what our topic is going to be this year and uh, talk to you more about it. I cannot wait, and we look forward to that. That bracket was always fun. The craft beer one was was right in my right in my wheelhouse. That was <laughs> that was awesome. I know there was a lot of participation in a lot of the different yeah. breweries. So this, I'm sure, whatever yeah. it is, will be fantastic. And hey, congratulations on not only getting through damp January, but also naming it damp January because I, I'm I'm I think I'm now going to borrow that next year. Okay, that sounds good. I'll, maybe I should reserve dampjanuary.com. <laughs> That's great. Sarah, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Bye. Sarah Baker Hansen, sarahbakerhansen.com. Yeah, the two uh, reviews that she has here recently, and I think by now a lot of you have heard of Tupelo Honey. Then there was uh, Salted Edge that I know Gary had recommended. So that's the place he right. I was trying yeah, to put out in, two and out two in Waterloo, and I'm telling you, crispy shrimp deviled eggs. Oh, first of all, it pairs two things that I love. I'm a big deviled egg fan, uh-huh. and I love shrimp. Shrimp is good, and you got crispy shrimp deviled eggs. It's a very unique menu. It's a it's a little more pricey. Just letting you know, but uh, they have so only on air talent and management <laughs> upstairs people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, you can get uh, like a you can get like a steak and frites. You can get uh, they even have like a, a small have a kids menu. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I know Reese would like the frites, okay. and uh, you also have good craft cocktails there. They've even got like a small uh, selection of pizzas and everything. So I mean, it's 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 a really cool spot out there in in Waterloo, uh, the Salted Edge. I mean, I do need to come up with something to. Enjoy for my birthday that's coming up. So well, there you go. That could be on the list. Yeah. Now we are going to uh, Nate Borgazzi tomorrow, and so we're going to be in the downtown area. I know a couple of the restaurants that we we're trying to get to were already. Uh, we have kind of a, a bigger party, like like of nine. So we we didn't have a lot of options that would accommodate us. But I know we're going to go to the stuffed all of which I've never been to. This Reese's first stand up comedy show. Uh, Reese will not be attending uh, uh, Nate Borgazzi. Thought I'd ask. Although from what I what I appreciate about Nate Borgazzi is it's. For most part family friendly uh, he doesn't he doesn't use a lot of profanity so you probably want to take reese to lewis black no no there's there's a there's a line there's there's certain things reese can watch like he, he can get into mighty ducks humor right now <laughs> and uh, i just introduced him to the sandlot this That's week okay. which he was uh, he was about but i forgot in the middle of the movie uh during the the wendy peppercorn moment uh when squints pulls off the the kiss yeah the one kid goes oh he's in deep blank uh-oh. Yeah, Reese heard that. He didn't repeat it, though, but he did hear that. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other like, ooh. And then he really... We forgot about that. And then Reese said, because he'd be canceled, right? Yeah, That's well, right, Reese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's he's learning about stuff like that, too. So, good right. stuff from Sarah Baker. didn't want to get Me too Instead, he got the girl and yeah, nine yeah. kids in I Vincent's mean, drugstore. That would not fly right now. Nine thank, kids. Thank, thank goodness that came out when it did. Good Lord. He must have been a really good uh, well, dead player kisser person. Well, you, you saw Wendy Peppercorn. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. She was, she was all right. Yeah. Squints was perving a dish. You're saying he didn't need any, uh, ah. what is it you're doing the endorsement for? Uh, he didn't need that. He didn't need, yeah, he didn't need hymns. He didn't need uh, mentality. Uh, you, you name it. All right. Uh, when we come back, I'll get more into uh, some observations, including one major one in the Nebraska loss to Northwestern on what was just a disappointing night out there in Evanston. And yeah, maybe I did jinx them. We will talk to Steve Sipple, get his thoughts on what he heard from Matt Rule yesterday. 
I know there was a lot of conversation about Glenn Thomas's role with the offense as well, and also some expectations from the SIP man as well. As that uh, continues here, we will get to uh, Brian Edwards, uh, some prop bets for the Super Bowl as well before we get out of here as we continue. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.